start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table. But it was, like, super hot. And then I, um, dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. The trade deadline is just days away, and if the Heat want to make a move, you'll want to be ready for what happens next and why. This will be the first of several episodes to get you ready for one of the busiest days in the NBA, and we'll be ranking 15 players on the roster, everyone who's eligible in terms of untouchability, who is most likely to get dealt, who won't get moved at all? We break it all down for you here on Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Thursday edition of Lock on Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening or watching on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. Like I said before at the top of the show, the NBA trade deadline is soon upon us, and Heat fans are getting excited the NBA in general is pretty exciting. Not the players. The players are kind of miserable right now. This is the worst time of the year to be an NBA player because while some of them are looking to get traded, the vast majority won't have any say in the matter and they don't necessarily want to get uh, uprooted from their respective cities. But you know what? We can't get into that right now. There's a lot to unpack there. But right now we want to talk about untouchability because we want to rank all the players in the Miami Heat roster in terms of who might get moved and who doesn't. I can't help but realize the irony that we're recording this on Wednesday, which is officially Groundhog's Day. Uh, not like the holiday itself, oh. but more like the movie. It feels like we keep doing this in terms of going through respective trades and uh, potential moves and ranking players in terms of tradeability and things of that sort. I know it's going to be a recurring theme, at least over the next few days. Yeah, and it's important to talk about, and I think this is an interesting way to frame it, ranking the uh, most untouchable Heat player to the least untouchable Heat player. In other words, the most available Heat players in a, in any type of trades. Now, you and I have said that we don't really think that there's going a, a trade's going to happen, but right. that's not that's just a, a percentage type of probability thing. There's a chance that another front office calls Miami with an offer for a certain yeah. player, and the Heat are just like, "Look, this is too good to like. This is something we need to at least think about, and maybe even right. pull the trigger on." And that's sort of what these rankings are going to reflect. Right. Yeah. And so that's a good point. I mean, there could be a few players here, a wing player, perhaps another shooter, an older respected veteran who might fit seamlessly into this roster. We'll yeah. see. And of course, we'll have every potential trade covered over the next few couple episodes. But for now, again, we're just ranking uh, players, heat players, current heat players in terms of untouchability. So we're going to go through our list here in terms of one through 15, starting off at one with the player least likely to get traded. And then we'll give our first five. So we'll start off five players per segment in yeah. terms of, again, 1 through 15. So let me hear your 1 through 5 players in terms of least touchable. Yeah, so my most untouchable top 5, Jimmy Butler, then Bam Adebayo, and then Tyler Hero. I've got Ooh. Kyle Lowry and then P.J. Tucker. Those are my top 5 most untouchable players for the Heat, Jimmy Butler being the most untouchable. Wow. Okay, so we you, have some... a lot different? 
we do have some discrepancies. We do not have the same five. Uh, okay. One player in particular isn't on the top five. I've got Bam as the most untouchable, okay. followed by Jimmy Butler, then Kyle Lowry, and then Tyler Hero, okay. and then Max Struess. Wow. Okay, so you and I differ a lot on Max Struess. I think you'll be surprised at where I have Struess. But why did you have Bam as most untouchable? To me, I just feel like if you're going to trade away any player on this roster, it, it certainly isn't going to be the one that you've already said is your building block, the centerpiece of your franchise moving forward. I have concerns. Even talking to you before we started recording this, I kind of just it dawned on me, right? Jimmy Butler's contract is completely unmovable. Maybe not as to the same degree as a John Wall or a Russell Westbrook, both of whom have been moved in recent years. But still fairly unmovable because once that contract mm-hmm. extension kicks in, he's going to be making, what, more north of $50 million a year. So that's problematic. He's also the team's best player, as you argued. And I think you're correct in that assessment. I think that's pretty clear. But I just think that you can't – if you're going to be built blowing this up, and I think you could probably find what Jimmy does – a lot more easily uh, in terms of like finding another player that you can trade for than what Bam yeah. provides. Not I don't disagree. That, I, I yeah, don't Jimmy's disagree the better player. Bam yeah. is more difficult to replace. Yeah, look, that's probably a more nuanced thought process than I than I gave this. I kind of went sure. back and forth uh, with either Bam or Jimmy. I think it's one of those two, very clearly. Um, ultimately, I just said, you know what, Jimmy's the better player. And when if you're the Miami Heat going into this particular trade deadline, which is a week from when people are hearing this or watching this, uh, it would take a lot more. It would take uh, uh, to pry Jimmy Butler away from me, considering what my goals are this season, which is to win a championship. And Jimmy Butler is more important than any other player on this roster in order to accomplish that goal. Like That's there right. are nine players in the league right now. If I'm the Heat, and this is not like in a vacuum, right? This is not any generic NBA team and any generic time of the, cal- the NBA calendar year. It's right now, a week ahead of the deadline this season, and I'm the Miami Heat. There are only nine players in the league that I would trade Jimmy Butler for right now. Maybe only eight, um, considering that one of those players is, is injured. That would be Kawhi Leonard. But like, I would, I would trade, I would trade Jimmy Butler. I'll go through him quickly. Jokic, Giannis, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph, Embiid, probably Luka all things considered, probably Ja Morant, all things considered. But that's it. Those are the, all the players, and I would have to think about Ja, right? But I think Ja Morant's trade like value going forward is off the wall incredible, and I would ultimately you do it. you Steph? But Steph's in there, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not Seth. Steph. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's make that abundantly clear. Uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with Seth Curry. He's just not Steph. He's not, as, he's not in this conversation. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just the way I thought about it. But Bam is like... You know, I got him at number two, but really what we're talking about is 1A and 1B. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have Jimmy at number uh, two? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay. But I also have Kyle at number three, just because, yeah. again, the contract is a difficult thing. He's older. Uh, I just don't think – I mean, certainly he's still a valuable player, as we've been discussing in recent losses. The Heat currently in their three-game losing streak certainly could use a player who could handle the ball, create opportunities for others, play defense at the perimeter at a high level. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. So yeah. uh, Raptors fans have certainly let us know – that Lowry is indispensable, one of the best players on the planet, if not all time, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, yeah, that's why I have him ranked third. You have Tyler ranked third, correct? Yeah, and I have Kyle at fourth, and I think we kind of went reverse logic here as opposed yeah. to our number one and two. I have Tyler over Kyle because of Tyler's ceiling, but not just because of Tyler's ceiling, but I do think Miami's ceiling kind of goes with Tyler Hero 
a little bit. Uh, I think you've got Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo. They're floor raisers. And there's a few players on this team that are floor raisers. And I've said, I think the Heat have the highest floor in the NBA. But we don't really know what the ceiling is. Part of that has to go with Tyler Hero. Um, also, considering that Kyle Lowry is making almost $27 million this year. He's going to be making a lot of money over the next couple of years. And Tyler Hero is on a very favorable contract. He's going into a restricted free agency. Uh, or he'll be eligible for an extension, I'm sorry, this this summer. And so that'll be a factor. But he's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get paid. Um, but if I'm a team, this trade deadline, looking to make a deal, I think Tyler Hero, or if I'm the Heat, I would need a lot more for to, to part with Tyler Hero at this point in time than I would need to part with Kyle Lowry at this point in time. I, we had this conversation, I don't know, a week ago or something. I was oh, like, yeah. like... Would you trade Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal at this point? No. I probably wouldn't. Would you trade Tyler Hero for Damian Lillard? The health health things, you know. Yes. Yeah, I would. Would you trade Kyle Lowry for Bradley Beal? You'd think about it, wouldn't you? No. I mean, you wouldn't. I I would think, but it would be more of a thought process than Tyler Hero, right? And so that's just, that's kind of where I had it. That's fine. That that makes a lot of sense. I, I also... In terms of where I have Jimmy ranked in the top five, too, I think you know, you're building around Bam. He's the most essential. Yeah. That Jimmy's the next player, and you can't afford to piss him off either by saying, hey, you know, we're trading your best friend in the middle of a personal crisis. Sorry. Right. Um, that doesn't look good. That's even worse than letting LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade go in a two-year span. But uh, Which, Juice at five, and I had P.J. Tucker at five. I do. Uh, the Struce one is is purely in terms of the value of his contract and yeah. what you're getting in terms of his production on the floor. Like it's a very little contract and you're getting a lot of production out of it. Maybe not necessarily more than Caleb Martin. That's debatable as well. But I think Struess is, again, in t- if you're looking at Duncan Robinson as a very valuable player and, and maybe not necessarily for this exercise, I think most people around the league would view the value of Duncan Robinson as pretty high. Struess being much, much cheaper in terms of contract and being able to provide similar production, that makes them kind of untradeable. If you're going to keep shooting on this roster, you want to keep the guy who's making less than, what, $3 million a year? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, he's making 1.6 this year. Uh, look, I don't I don't disagree that Struce is valuable. I have him kind of in the next sort of tier, but to me... It's easier, look, folks. <laughs> P.J. Tucker... I think Eric Spolster just sort of phoned this one into my brain, just how much Spo talks about the winning plays and all this stuff that he talked oh. coach speak with PJ Tucker. And look, you talk about contract value. PJ Tucker is making seven million this year, and he's over delivering sure. on that. And I think yeah. I think a lot of people this summer when the Heat signed PJ were like, I don't know, he doesn't have much left in the tank, and he's proving that he does. And yeah. just given the fact that he's a starter, what he could do defensively, which is leaps and bounds beyond what Max Drews could do, and in the playoffs. What Tucker is going to be able to contribute, we know what Tucker can do in the playoffs. He just came off of winning the championship with Giannis and the Bucks. I have no idea what Max Drews looks like in a playoffs situation. All, I have no idea. So fair. I just I just had P.J. Tucker. And it really, when you, I basically put the top five players on the heat when we're talking about sort of your crunch time five. That's who I had in my top five. Again, I, just, I right. wasn't overthinking it too much. So you, you asked this about Tyler. What are the players that you'd trade PJ Tucker for? Like, is is would you yeah. trade PJ Tucker for Jay Crowder or even the version of Jay Crowder that we got a couple seasons ago? Uh, right now, I wouldn't. No, uh, I think Jay Crowder's done a really nice job for Phoenix, but sure. PJ Tucker is outplaying what Jay Crowder even did for the the Heat in that bubble run. I mean, he's shooting like sixty percent from or fifty percent from three point range in these corners. The screen game. Defensively, he's much more versatile. I mean, they had him on Fred Van Vliet for a large, large portions of the other night's game. So, 
Um, yeah, I would take PJ Tucker over Jay Crowder. And uh, there's there's certainly a lot of players I would trade PJ Tucker for, but given that right. he's on a seven million dollar contract, I don't know that you're going to find a player in the NBA right now making seven million dollars over delivering on his deal much more than PJ Tucker, especially players who are actually gettable. And we're not talking about guys like on their rookie scale contracts, right? Which, you know, if you're getting a star at seven million dollars, they're not trading that star for PJ Tucker. So I think he's a great value, and I got him in my top five. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um However, I did not have them uh, that high on my list. And, of course, we'll get into it in the next segment when we rank our 6 through 10 most untouchable players. I guess I, I'm having a hard time with that phrasing, <laughs> but that's okay. You will have a hard time anticipating this NBA tread deadline, so make sure you stay locked on here at Locked on Heat. But just a reminder that this show is sponsored by Bet Online. They've got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues. No, it does not continue. It's March for the playoffs. It's over. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games, unlike this ad. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Um, all right, let's continue on with our next five. David, um, let's start to you first. Your next five. Yeah. All right. Uh, probably going to be... Overturning the apple cart a little bit here. My next five are Udonis Haslam, Caleb Martin, Dwayne Dedman, Victor Oladipo, and P.J. Tucker. All right. So I'm just writing them right down right now. So you've got ha- – all right. I'll just tell you what mine are because they're actually relatively similar. I've got okay. I've got Caleb Martin at six. Caleb. Um, I've got Haslam at seven. So right there kind of with you. Uh, Oladipo, I've got at eight. I've got Gabe Vincent at nine, oh, who you don't okay. have. And then I've got Omer Yurtsevin at 10. So uh, I still don't – a couple of things here um, to touch on, but I still don't have Max Struess, and you didn't have Gabe Vincent in your t- in your six through 10 in this tier. But yeah. um, let's talk about Caleb Martin because I think that's interesting how high you and I both had him. Yeah. Is this uh, – so, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you just look at the 538 has this Raptor ranking and they had this piece out that, you know, I think a couple weeks ago that we retweeted from the Lockdown Heat account about sort of how Miami has made the most of these developmental things and how they've managed to win through December despite not having their most important players. And part of that article was Caleb Martin and just how he's basically outperformed his contract more than any other player in the NBA. And that's all I needed to hear. And so I've got Caleb Martin here. And just for the record, you can trade two-way players uh, to other teams even though their contracts don't directly impact the salary cap, but you can only trade them for other type of two-way players or, if, or I'm sorry, the other team absorbing the two-way player would have to have an open two-way roster spot or mm. send that player to the G League, and then that right. contract just becomes different. But 
Um, Kyle Guy is not eligible to be traded because it won't be 30 days since he signed his two-way by the time the trade deadline hits. Um, but Caleb Martin obviously can. So, uh, yeah, I had him there. He's awesome for the Heat. And of all these kind of developmental finds, you know, we're kind of talking about Caleb, and I'll get to it when we talk about Gabe Vincent, but those two guys, to me, are the guys who are playing the most regular two-way roles of, of that entire group. But Caleb, just given the value of that contract, I had him at six. Yeah, I have to agree with everything there. I just a great value provides defense, has provided yeah. a spark offensively. We've we've talked about him ad nauseum on this podcast. He's been great. He's perhaps not been as impactful over the last few games, mostly because of the return of Jimmy Butler. Even his start on Monday against the Boston Celtics didn't seem quite in rhythm. Uh, the way he has been in games past. But either way, he, I think it's just you, you can't deny the incredible value he provides, not just in terms of the contract and everything else, but just the, his actual encore production has been phenomenal. I should add as a caveat, I always do this when it comes to trade season. I know that you you don't feel as strongly as I do about it. I always I am always leery about these kind of conversations because of the the dehumanization, the, the commodification of actual people here. Uh, as I mentioned before at the top of the show, the fact that the players are going through this is very, very difficult. So we should always keep that in mind. As much as we like love plugging in names and numbers into you know theoretical trade machines and things of that sort, there are actual human beings right. uh, that are having their lives vastly disrupted. And it's also kind of shitty to talk about them in terms of just like, oh, they're a contract. They're easy to move, et cetera. So there's also a human being somewhere with, you know, in theory, a soul somewhere. Too. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it, That's an important distinction. And I think it, it's, it's important to say, hey, this guy is an expiring contract versus – that's that's the wrong terminology is like this guy is on an expiring contract and so he that's is fair. a little bit more movable he isn't in himself an expiring contract and that's i think it's important it is important um the other thing that you talked about the, the, well the other thing that you had in yours first yeah. of all udonis haslam i think sure. you don't have to spend a lot of time on that but you it, it would take udonis haslam to another team is not as valuable as udonis haslam to the miami heat you're not trading udonis haslam he could you right. could make an argument that he should be higher on this list, not lower. <laughs> yeah. I, like you know, so you're, just, you're not trading UD. Uh, you had Dwayne Dedman in this tier. I did not. He's in my next tier. I had Omer Yurtsevin. You did not. You have Yurtsevin in your next tier. Um, obviously, why did I, you I just go Dedman over Yurt? I, I think Yurtsevin clearly the better developmental prospect and everything else like that. Uh, so there's more value again for him as a developmental prospect to other teams. Like if you're looking at the guys that you want on this roster, it's not it's not Dwayne Dedman, which is why I have him uh, ranked as high as I do. Like he's productive, he's a veteran player, he's a little bit more proven. In those terms, maybe like if you're a, a team, like let's say Miami was doing far worse than they actually are, and you're looking just to acquire a capable backup big. Deadman's certainly going to get that call, but if you're trying, and if you're Miami and you're looking at clear house there, I just, I, I think Deadman. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I guess Yurt Seven probably would be, in those terms, then probably l yeah. least likely to get traded. But his his contract is so insignificant that you're not going to be able to get much in return. So that's that, that was my basic argument. Maybe it's a flawed one. But no, I, I mean, I, I asked because I was, it was it was something that I was sort of grappling with when I was doing this too. It's in one respect. If you go with what Miami's goals are this year, it's to win a championship. And I think Dwayne Dedman yeah. right now helps them more yeah. than Omer Yurtsevin would. But I sorry. also just think that they see so much potential. Right. Sorry to everybody in the comments. But um, <laughs> so I <laughs> play Yurt is like the new slogan of the comments. I love it. This show. Love um, it. But I had Yurtsevin over it just because of his youth. And I think at, at some point, 
that matters. I, again, there's no exact science to this stuff. I just think that Yurtsevin does project as a guy who could be your backup center for a very long time, whereas Dwayne Dedman is just older right now, and I don't know how much yeah. longer he has in the NBA, even though he's you know been in the NBA for a very long time, despite what a lot of people have thought. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, again, goals this year, Dedman's probably more valuable, but in, in terms of trade deadline stuff, and if another front office were calling me and I, would, I was in charge of the Heat, I would ask for less for Dwayne Dedman than I would ask for Omer Yurtsevin. It would take me. It would take more to pry Yurtsevin away than it would to take Deadman because I could trade Deadman and at least be like, you know what, I'm comfortable with Yurtsevin being my backup center. Where if I trade Deadman, if I trade Yurtsevin, I'm like, I really don't want to watch him play anymore because I'm afraid of what he could turn into somewhere else. Um, that's, anything that's else? Your argument for Gabe Vincent too, I guess that's that's a big part of what why. Well, I just I had Gabe in here, and I, I really what we're talking about is I had Gabe Vincent over Max Struess. Uh, Max Struess is like very uh, he's at the top of my list in my next tier, but uh, so we're, they're they're relatively close. I had basically Gabe at nine and, and Struess at eleven, but um, yeah, I I just I, I just think what he does on both si- both ends of the court and, and his ball handling is more valuable than what Max Struess does. I guess I was a, an odd combination of Miami's perspective and other teams' perspectives in terms of like what value you would ascribe to a particular player. And Gabe is so good as a two-way player, and I, I think he does have some potential. Uh, he's also somewhat undersized, so I'm not sure that you're making a huge deal for him. But that's his value. What he's actually mm-hmm. providing this year, I think, makes him uh, attractive to other teams as well. So that's kind of why I have him in my most touchable or least untouchable rankings but anyway we'll talk about the uh, the end of our list in the next segment where we wrap up the most or least untouchable players i can't, can't get my mind wrapped around it but anyway just a reminder that if you're looking for parts for your car or truck then rockauto.com is the way to go with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's impossible to stock all the parts that you may want at your local chain auto store you know, if they did go through these questions, you feel uncomfortable. You don't know if you're asking or answering the right things. It just it, it puts you in a spot that you don't want to be in. And, and what's the point? They're just going to look up the parts that they happen to carry in their warehouse on your on their computers. You've got access to the same computers at home or in your pocket, which means you've got access to a family-owned business that's been in service for 20 years. That's rockauto.com. If you want to save time or save money and not deal with the hassle of going to a local chain auto parts store, then make sure you go to rockauto.com. Their website's so easy to use. I found it incredibly easy to use when I was getting replacement parts for my wife's car. Saved a lot of money, saved a lot of time, and I think you will too. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then go to the section that says, how did you hear about us? And write the phrase locked on so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at lockedonheat at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskHelloHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. We're getting you all ready for the NBA trade deadline, which means that we're ranking every player on this Heat roster that's eligible to be traded. In terms of untouchability, we've gone 1 through 10 so far. Different names here and there on both of our lists, but let's wrap up our list with your bottom or most untouchable five or most least untouchable most touchable least untouchable yeah so i've got max Struess at 11 all right so that kind of wraps up everybody that you had that i didn't uh actually no and then i've got dead minute 12 um then i have duncan robinson markeith morris and kz akpala so essentially 
I've got KZ as the most gettable guy on the Heat roster. Markeith okay. Morris is the second most gettable. And then I've got Duncan Robinson there, right? Kind of smack dab in the middle. What did you have? Uh, I've got Omer at 11, I guess, ostensibly. Okay. Vincent at 12. Then Robinson, also in the middle. And then I flipped Okpala and Morris. Just because I think if you're, again, from the, an opposing GM's perspective, Okpala, yes, has some value as a young player and maybe as a question mark in terms of his talent and overall fit. But if you want to, yeah. I mean, assuming, again, that Marquise comes back to full health, he's probably going to shore up uh, another team's chances of, of competing for a national champion. I'm sorry, a title. Uh, so both of us had Duncan Robinson as pretty touchable. Pretty touchable. Yeah. That's kind of the name, right? $15.6 million salary this year. You were talking about Max Struess's value earlier. That has a lot to do with this. Uh, also, not to mention that guys like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin could step in and give you a little bit more two-way impact while not taking too much off the court as far as a floor spacing. They're not ignitable the way that Duncan Robinson is ignitable, but uh, they can at least drain a shot. And yeah. maybe, you know, Gabe Vincent is starting to prove that that might not necessarily be true. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Duncan Robinson, I think, is really the big name to watch going into the tread deadline for the Heat. I think that's pretty clear. I think we've talked about that uh, a, a great deal. I think fans certainly believe that he's easy to be traded or somebody that they should trade and things of that sort. I, I kind of felt myself crossing a line yesterday as I was watching that loss to the Raptors and seeing him get exposed somewhat on defense, yeah. uh, pick up those quick fouls that way he does, and then not be able to shoot well, as he has not been able to do for a few games. And I know that that feels a lot in the term that you like to use, prisoner of the moment, but it just feels like the more we keep seeing these performances rack up, and maybe maybe it's the pressure of the NBA trade deadline getting to him, just like it was the pressure of the NBA contract before. Who knows? Only Duncan can answer that for certain. But you see these bad games pile up more and more, and you start to go, what? what is the point of keeping him on this roster other than just the value he provides as a potential shooter at times and a guy who's been proven on the biggest stage as opposed to, you know, Max Drews? Yeah, I mean, look, even in the second half of this, you know, first half of the season over the, you know, over the last couple of months here, his shooting has been much better than since that opening shooting slump. He's, shooting been, he's been shooting close to 40%. Um, despite last night's, uh, uh, the other night's tough shooting performance, but even when he's shooting well, he's not on the floor at end of games. Yeah. Max Drews is getting more run than him. Gabe Vincent is getting more run than him. Caleb Martin in fourth quarters. I mean, Duncan Robinson last I checked was like 10th on the, on the heat as far in, in terms of minutes per game in the fourth quarter. And, uh, I, so that, that kind of underscores what you were just saying, even when he's playing well, even when he is doing his job. As well as he can. If he's six for nine from three point range, he's not on the floor at the end of games. Yeah. Uh, and maybe some of that is just a function of hey, of the five starters, you take him out and you put in Tyler Hero, and that's sort of what happens because Tyler Hero is closing these games now. And right. Duncan Robinson was never really supposed to close games if you listen to what Pat Riley was saying in the opening press conference before the season. Uh, but to that point, do you want that guy? Uh, I, I think you want Duncan Robinson for what he could do from quarters one through three, or even in the first half of the fourth quarter. Potentially, like, yes. Potentially. potentially. What is that? That ignitability is hard to find. It is. Yeah. And we've seen it on the biggest stage. He, he can win you a playoff game with his shooting. He can. In, yes. in a seven-game series, that matters. You need guys like that. And so I keep going back to what would you trade Duncan Robinson for? And to that, I don't really know. I don't know. You kind of have your backup point guard handled. 
Uh, maybe there's a front court player that you could go with, but right now, at least Duncan Robinson's starting games for you. Is there a front court player that you can add at $15 million that would start for you over Bam Adebayo or PJ Tucker? I don't think so. You know, the Miles Turner stuff doesn't make any sense from Indiana's perspective. Yeah. So Heat fans, stop talking about that. Um, <laughs> it, I, I just, that's sort of where it comes down to me, but this is not necessarily a, a ranking of, you know, potential trades. This is just sort of, again, untouchability. And I think Duncan Robinson, if teams are calling Miami, offering meaningful packages, Duncan Robinson is probably a part of that package just because of the weight of that contract. It is the most movable contract that the Heat have in terms of value added to another team, what you're getting from Duncan Robinson, and the fact that $15 million is sort of that middle-class type of salary in the NBA, at least, uh, that tends to get moved. Yeah. I, you know, those fourth-quarter minute situation, it kind of, like, there's always a lot of talk from Spo about, oh, it doesn't matter where guys play, where they don't, as long as they find a way to make the most of their minutes, star in your role. We've heard variations of this from a number of players even like tyler hero when he was relegated to the bench last year i think a lot of the talk was about whether or not he should or shouldn't start and we've heard that from him this year as well but the fact that that spo perhaps the biggest supporter other than chris quinn on the in all of the heat you know team etc from the front office of the coaching staff to the players etc like that he's not playing in the fourth minute and the fourth quarter not giving him any minutes whatsoever I think speaks volumes about how he views the yeah. obvious liabilities that Duncan is and that he's not an obvious playmaker, that he's a defensive liability in cases and, and that his shooting is so inconsistent that you don't necessarily get the same value that you would out of Tyler Hero. Like Tyler is a worse defender than Duncan Robinson, and yet he's there on late late in four quarter situations because he'll get you a bucket. You know yes. that. There's no there's no doubting his ability to either get to the line or get a shot off over any opponent. Duncan, not so much. You're you're kind of shifting the way the offense runs because you have to have Duncan out there. You have to get him precise looks in just a way running those dribble handoffs. That kind of mitigates also Bam's effectiveness as well. So there's a lot of different factors there. And the fact that the team sees it and that Spo sees it so clearly as to say, you know what, I'm not even going to play in the fourth quarter. That's not good. Actions speak louder than words, right? And you're right. Spo has always been most in the corner for Duncan Robinson. And and this isn't a ragging on Duncan Robinson conversation. It's just sure. taking, like, looking at this for what it is. You're not right. playing this guy at the end of games. I don't know that whoever you, if you were to trade Duncan Robinson, I don't know that that player would all of a sudden be closing games for you. This sure. comes down to if we were going to move Duncan Robinson, what is it that we're looking for? And does that player add more value to us? Does that player help us win a championship more than Duncan Robinson? I have yet to find a deal that makes that case very strongly. Yeah. And so I still think that Duncan Robinson is on this roster after the trade deadline, but any hypothetical deal probably for a meaningful player probably has to include Duncan Robinson. Let's talk about Markeith Morris and Casey Akpala. I don't really, it's not interesting to talk about whether or not one's 14 or 15th most untouchable on this team. But um, I, to me, I actually think that that could be a package deal for another team. Yeah. If you're the Heat, you can move Morris, who's not done anything for you this year because of the whiplash thing. And and Casey Akpala, who is sort of the odd man out when you're talking about these developmental prospects, also hurt, and also hurt, uh, and you know, and that's certainly a factor of why he's the odd man out. He was actually starting to play pretty well before he got it, before he injured this wrist. But you package their salaries together, and you have four point four million dollars. Now that could be something to get you something down the road. Now I have no idea. Like, could you? You could make an argument that they probably should be pa- chopping that package. 
Marquise Morris is on an expiring contract. If he never plays for you again this year, that doesn't really matter. The team that would be taking that package would be interested in Casey Akpala. And there were teams that were high on Casey Akpala going into the draft when he's coming out of Stanford. They might be interested in those tools. Um, I got some names for you. Uh-oh. Oh. I, I did not think you were going to bring it out this early uh, in our trade primer here, but let me hear him. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to run through them. Garrett Temple from the Pelicans, David Nwaba from Houston, Mo Harkless, yes. our old friend from the Sacramento Kings, Aaron Probably Holiday not. from Washington, Jake Lehman from Minnesota, Alex Ooh. Len, also from Sacramento, uh, and those are my names. So all of those players are making somewhere in that range of $4.4 million. All of those players right now, inarguably, could contribute more then both Markeith Morris and Casey Akpala because those guys have been dealing with nagging injuries. Who's um, the second name on your list? Sorry, I run that by again. The second Garrett Temple, David yes. Nwaba, Mo Harkless, yes. Aaron Holiday, Jake Lehman, Alex Len. Um, Temple's nice. I like Temple. Yeah, I, everybody likes Temple. Um, <laughs> he's a player. He's <laughs> what's he played for like 12 teams at this point? Like he's played yeah, for every team. Um, yeah. I don't know. And then if you were to move them, if you were to move, here's the kicker. Let's say you packaged and, and you did that two for one. Now you have 13 players on the roster. Mm-hmm. If, you were to, if you were to promote then Caleb Martin, or if you were to take a lesser salary, say like an Alex Len type salary, and open up some cap space, could you then wait for Goran Dragic to enter the buyout market Ooh. and then still wait until the end of March to bring up Caleb Martin on that prorated minimum? There are, there are ways to do this. I think it's something that the Heat front office should be looking at and might be looking at. That's not, that's not sourced. I'm just like looking at the numbers. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Temple, former Heat summer league player, right? I mean, there were some connections there. One of the last cuts of a camp of many, many years ago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some familiarity there with him. I, I think Spoh's talked about him in the past. It might have been during the, if not the big three or like immediately afterwards. I can't recall exactly when it was. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a name. There's a name. Uh, there's lots of names, and there's lots, lots of, of <laughs> lots of potential moves being made. Uh, you know, from fans and and even from people like us. So, who knows what happens? It's an exciting time. Again, we we talked about it before, and a, a scary time for players. But we'll have you covered. I don't know that there's anything else to say, but you can always disagree or agree with our comments. Leave those on YouTube or via email. However, you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to get that kind of feedback. We want to hear from you about. What you're looking for from us as we get you ready for the NBA trend deadline. But that'll do it for now. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is always free and available wherever you get the show. So make sure you subscribe to get the best coverage available. Make sure to also check out Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. This is David Ramil signing off for now. Thanks so much for joining me, Wes. Wrap it up, B. 